Need to clap louder. Wake me up. Um, <laughs> God, it, uh, you know, and, and the the whole time, <clears throat> the whole time I'm like, we're gonna have a positive podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be about nothing. We're just gonna be in a good mood Dark. because because we are so lucky and we are so. You know, we are a happily married couple, and I'm like, okay. Sometimes, yeah. Well, most of the time. Today, we woke up, and we are today. Just to be clear, I said we are a happily <laughs> married couple, and then she was no. like, no, we're not. We're actually not. No, we are a happily married um, couple. So I was like, okay, well, let's, let's stay positive. But, oh my gosh, just to get the, the... the We're a happily married couple with healthy fighting habits. I think they're healthy. Would you describe them as healthy? No. No, yours are not. Mine are. <laughs> I, I like to have discussions. <laughs> Renee likes to convince me that she is right and I am wrong. That's a discussion. So that's healthy. Um, no, it, it's we, we've just it's been it's been so hard over here. Um, I thought you said we were going to be positive this. No, podcast. but but we should talk about what, you know where we're at. I mean, it's poor Garrett, our son. Good lord, that poor kid. And and according to to the doctor, the pediatrician, um, she told me that she has five cases that were identical and on the same timeline as Garrett's. Kind of on track. So Garrett ended up with a chest congestion, cough, took him in, treated him for that. Then all of a sudden he was not getting better. We took him back in. Turned out he had strep throat. Got him treated for that. He's finally starting to feel better. Then, then, um, I am in Des Moines, Iowa. It is Garrett's first baseball tournament. Yes. And Renee calls me on Friday and says, your son has a fever. And I'm like, oh my God, really? Friday night. Yeah. He's got to be at the game by Saturday morning. I said, oh crap. And then of course, Garrett is like, I want to play. I want to play. I want to play. I want to play. Yeah. So I told Renee, I said, well, maybe it's just kind of the end of, of the strep throat thing. So Renee took him to the game, um, which by the way, I'm loving the fact that even though I'm on the road, I can watch the game on that game changer deal. Uh-huh. So I still got to see the game. There's games. an app and they live stream the, stream oh. the app. And the parents like who have older siblings know how to do this. There's a whole mount that connects to the oh, fence. Yeah. They have the app and it's crazy. It's really cool. So uh, I was able to watch the game, but Garrett literally only made it three innings. Yeah. He, he was feverish and sick and... He just couldn't get it together. And, and we were like, oh my God, what the crap? And then Sunday he wakes up. He's still not feeling well. Of course, yesterday's Monday. We go to the doctor as soon as we can. And it turns out that he now has mono. And it's like, this poor kid, man. It has been... It's been a month. Oh, it's been a, a month. A month of him being sick. We've been in the doctor's office every week. Like every time I call and make the appointment, I feel like the crazy mom who's like taking her kid back. But it, it's legit something every yeah. time we go. And, it, and it, was, it was heartbreaking because, you know, when we were in the um, doctor's office and, and Dr. Garcia said, she goes, well, she starts giving him the options. She's like, you know, it, it, I'm 99% sure it's mono. Look at his throat. Poor kid has sores in his throat. Yeah. Um, and then, and then when she left, Garrett like started crying, and he goes, "Why me, Daddy? Why me? And why does this have to happen to me? And I just want to play baseball, and I just want to go to school, and you know." And I just hugged him, and I said, "Buddy, I said it's." I said, "The good news is that you're probably not going to get sick after this for a very long time." Gosh, let's hope, but, right? But it 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 broke my heart. Like it yeah. really broke my heart. It, but I also. I also really thought of the positive and I, I, I thought of, of, uh, those parents when their kid has 
cancer or their kid has something very, very serious, yeah. right? Um, and it just made me think of them. And it made me think, you know what? We're going to get through this, yeah. right? Um, and so far, it is nothing serious. Yeah. It, is, it is, you know, so it, it has been rough around here for the Trevinos. And then I actually got sick with the same thing Garrett had, strep. So then I show up in Des Moines sick. Yeah. And was it cold? It, it was cold, but not like stupid cold. Yeah. It was just cold, you know. Um, but it's, it is, it, it, again, Des Moines was one of those things where I had gone, I did okay years ago. Didn't A do, long time ago. It was right? 2017. I did okay. Yeah. I didn't do great, right? Uh-huh. Um, and it was one of those markets that was like, man... I, I didn't. I don't do, know if I'm ever going to come back. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever coming back. I, you know, we didn't do great, and then we went back and we sold out every single show, and it was all fans and people absolutely loved the show. And it, it, those are the wins for me yeah. that, that make me go, man. I'm glad I didn't give up. Any and people I'm, from 2017? Um, not particularly that I know, but there were some people that were like, oh, we always travel to Chicago to see you. Ah. Because Chicago's like two and a half hours yeah. or whatever. We always go to Chicago to see you. We're so happy you came here so we can see you here. Yeah. Right. So it turned out to be a really great weekend. Unfortunately for me, because I was sick, um, no casino. Oh, and there was a casino. There was a casino. Wow, but, you but, must have been you must have not been feeling well to not go to a casino if there was one close by. <laughs> I still have a little bit of it, but not only that, I was like, I, I'm just tired of being sick. Like, Garrett, I yeah. want to get better. I'm on antibiotics. If I drink and I go out and push myself, then that means I'm going to be sick longer. So I was like, you know what? Let's just go yeah. to bed. Let's go to the hotel room. Um, you got a dark hotel room. You can crash. Yeah, and I did I did wake up and, and go see um, uh, a movie on Saturday. What did you see? Uh, Ant-Man. Is that out in the theaters now? There's a new Ant-Man yeah, movie? I'm so out of touch. I don't even know I what's know, out. but... All the Marvel movies are the same, right? It yeah. is, it is, it is. Something is threatening the end of the world. Yeah. Oh my God, we're losing the world. Oh my God, Ant Man saved us. Yeah. It, you know, I love Paul Rudd. I just don't know that I buy him as a superhero. Now, it, he's great. I, I think Paul Rudd, and he also seems seems like a a very nice guy. Yeah. Um, and it was fun to watch, and and it, it helped me kill two hours on. Um, Saturday, but yeah. but I sit there and I go, man, I, you know, I like movies about people. Yes. About humans. Yeah. <clears throat> about You know, I talk about this all the time. I don't need a fancy storyline. Like, just give me a good plot. Good plot, good movie. Uh, I'm telling you, I, you know, we watched Parenthood the other day and I was like, man, this movie needs to be remade. It was literally <clears throat> following the ups and downs of this family raising yeah. kids. Yeah. You know the the divorcee, the 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 married couple with the younger kids, the divorcee with the older kids, yeah, dealing with the son not having a father, and and then the other parents, Rick Moranis's couple, they had their little girl, and they were like, we're going to make her a genius, and you know, <laughs> and, and just watching like different di- the 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 struggles and ups and downs of parenthood to me was was more interesting than Ant Man. Yeah. You know, the, the, the family dynamics, the... How different one child is from the other. From the other, right? Yeah. And I'll never forget, you know, Brad Garrett, 
uh, he told me, he goes, buddy, they're all pre-wired. Yeah. He goes, he goes, your kids come out the way they're going to come out. I'm sorry. The pediatrician is supposed okay. to call me. So I want to keep this on. Um, is that the pediatrician? That is not the pediatrician. Okay. Then ignore it. I did. You look very pretty today, by the way. Thank you. Much more pretty than, than the shirt you wore yesterday Good with the, what with was, the I don't even know what paint, I was wearing yesterday. With the, with the paint stains. and. Okay. The, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but. Oh, you're talking about what Brad said. And then my phone rang. Yeah, no, Brad said, he's like, look, your kids are pre-wired. Yeah. You know, they're going to be the way they're going to be. And then he goes, you just have to nurture whatever that is. Yeah. Right. And man, I, you know, after he said that, I was like, I don't know, man, I'm going to, I'm a good parent. I can make them do, you know, I can, <laughs> I can make you know, them. I can parent them, you know, and, you know, and, 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 and it's true. Garrett is Garrett and Delilah is Delilah. Yeah. You know, my sister Victoria says the same thing. She goes, I have three girls. They're all one year apart, literally one year yeah. apart. And she goes, and all three of them raised in the same household, raised with the same parents, and they're all so different. Yeah. You know, but I do think there is something to be said about everybody goes, but that second one. What do you mean? Everybody goes, but that second one. What? Is, well, you're a second one and I'm the, a second that, one. That the first one is always... You know, the good kid, the overachiever, the, the, I want to please my parents, follow the rules. Yeah. And then the second one doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> well, that's Garrett and Delilah. Yes. <laughs> that was me. I was going to say, I don't know if that's accurate in my That's family, not accurate in your family. Yeah. Your brother's the, I don't give a fuck. And then you were the overachiever, follow the rules. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I just, I just think it's funny that most people are like, oh, that first one tricks you. <laughs> that first one makes you go, you know what? We can do this. Yeah. This one was good. Easy. Let's do it again. Uh, and, but, oh, and then I think it was Saturday, second show. I asked, um, I asked for I go, any, any questions. And then, and then somebody was so sweet and they uh -huh. said, how's daddy Raymond? Oh, and I said, thank you for asking. He's doing great. He's yeah. doing that. So he came to visit you guys this weekend. He right? did. He, well, I, we thought Garrett was any, on antibiotics and well. Um, so my parents came um, right after dad had his chemo treatment at MD Anderson. And now I'm, of course, nervous that we, uh, we exposed him to something. But, um, but hopefully he's okay. He kind of kept his distance and he stayed outside. But it was really good to see them. And we had the baby chicks out in the yard because we got new baby chicks and letting them play. Oh, yeah, the... Uh... The, the little, I showed up with, with three little chicks uh -huh. and they're freaking tiny, dude. Yeah. The last two we got, uh, uh, Cluck and I forget the other one. <laughs> we've yeah. been, we've been through chickens. We're losing track yeah. of names. But it was a little bigger. Like these are like itty bitty, itty bitty, itty tiny. Bitty. And I brought them home. And then of course, Garrett was all, um, excited about it. And then, um, Delilah sees them. And at first she was like, uh -huh. And now she's like for the first them. two days. She now was she's afraid. picking them up, yeah. putting them on my shoulder, like hanging out. So and then um, our neighbor, uh -huh. him and his wife, you know, they came to visit. I said because the little girl's just so excited about um, you know us having property and us having chickens. Uh -huh. and, and she came and she looks at him and I said, "Do you want to take one home?" I go, "You can raise one." And she was like, "Can I?" And then you know her, her mom is like. <laughs> she said, Dye its hair pink and paint its um its little claws. <laughs> Not claws. What do you call them on a chicken? Are they claws? I don't, sure. know, I don't even just, know what they're called on a chicken. Just call them claws. Yeah, call them <laughs> talons. 
the chicken talons. Um, so she took one, and and, and then now uh, she has they we they set up chicken play dates. Yes, to yeah. come over and hang out. So um, I, I think it's so cool, you know, to see the kids be around it, be excited about it. Yeah. Um, I have to make sure Delilah doesn't step on a chicken. She gets so excited and they're like so quick (coughs) around her feet. Well, that's my fear. I mean, Garrett has been so good about checking to make sure that the chickens have water, the chickens have food. He never complains when I go, hey, go check on the chickens. Yeah. Take care of that. He he never complains. He always goes, no problem, dad. He goes out there in his little Polaris and he handles it. So I, I think it's such a good thing for kids to... To learn responsibility. Yeah. You know, and chickens for the most part are fairly, um, I can fill their food and their water and be gone for a whole weekend and they're fine. Yeah. You know, so it's not like a, not like a dog where you need to have a dog sitter. Right. 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 Um, but that is nice. I'm also kind of bribing the neighbor like, Hey, one of those chickens is yours. So you need to go and make sure those chickens are okay. Um, and take care of them. But all in all, it was a good weekend other than the fact that poor Garrett was, you know, down sick for the and count. down for the count yeah. and just not feeling well, you know? Yeah. And even now, man, he's missed so much school. Did you, did you send in the, the excuse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We got that phone call yesterday. Your son has been absent. Yes. But spring break is right around the corner. Yeah. Um, Columbus, Ohio. By the time you watch this, I am in Columbus, Ohio this week. And then next week we're doing Naples, Naples Florida. And then West Palm Beach. Have we ever um have we ever told the story of Papa Rich and Gigi? I think we have. We've talked about them before. It's yeah. been a while, oh, we but we've yeah, talked yeah. about we, them. Yeah. So we're so excited. We also get to see um Papa Rich and Gigi out there because Yeah, come on in. Oh. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, don't say it out loud. You're being recorded. Uh, Miss Lori can take care of that for you. Uh, we have uh, the AC guy here um, working on the AC. Uh, literally above us. We we, need, we needed some duct work. So he came in and goes, pay me, fool. So we're going to get that taken care of. Give us an update on the, on the casita and how we've blown the budget. How we've blown the budget. We're good. We have floors. We have cabinets. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you keep checking your phone too. Well, I'm making sure I had a message from... Um, it was kind of a complicated. I'll tell you later. Oh, but. okay. We're a little all over the place today. <laughs> we are, and we're trying to catch up, but go ahead. Um, the casita, it's good. We have a bathroom. We have a kitchen. We got floors. We're good. Yes, we are. Well. <laughs> we're good, and I'm ready to be done. No, yes, we are way, way, way over budget. However... It is a completely different space. Yeah. It is. I mean, we pretty much literally gutted it out. Well, you say we're way over budget, but like you bought this mini split and you bought it so long ago that now when they go to install it, they, it is doesn't this, work. Is, is this so your this way of trying to I find a way? You blew the no, budget. No, no, no. Yes. That thing is going to get returned. It's broken. It doesn't work. And there was no, by it's no fault of It's out of the 30 day window. I don't know if we can return it. Well, They've said we can't. So guys, we are over budget because of my mini split. That's why we are over budget. <laughs> well, no. And the AC guy had to come back a whole nother day to do it. We don't do have to it. pay him again for that. Uh, contractor said we did. No, nope, I talked to him. Mm. We're good. 
Okay. Anyway, that's uh, it is amazing to me. This is our relationship, and not to start a fight, but <laughs> it is amazing to me how I go, hey Renee. I don't have the energy to fight with you today. How I go, hey Renee. You can fight in your own microphone. You went over budget, and then my my wife and most wives, uh-huh. she found a way to go, oh, let me tell you why you're the problem. Your mini split is the problem. No, I can't I can't make sure that every mini split we get is gonna work. It didn't work, it's broken. I've got gotten... that but that is not why we are over budget. No, that is not why we are over budget. I the the main reason we are over budget, because I talked about this with contractor and my dad this weekend while he was here. You kept saying you wanted it to happen under a certain number. And the contractor was like, mm, okay. Yeah, I think we can make it happen knowing full well it could not happen under that number. That is not true. And you that would just, you have that figure stuck in your head. No, 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 and no, no, it no. was really, really, you kind of set an impossible benchmark. You blew it by almost double. The number we, was impossible we went, to begin with. We went from the contractor saying, yes, if we watch what we're doing, we can hit that number. No, to, he, he had already upped it. Even then, he'd already upped it five. Okay, let's not let's not go there because uh, it, it's going to turn into a thing. Um, <laughs> it, it's you're impossible. I love you with all my heart. Um, what else? I, I have nothing else for you. Delilah has. I um, feel like it has been a month of taking care of sick children. I really thought about that between like the projects here around the house and the sick kids. If you asked me what I managed the rest of this month, that's probably it. I mean, it has been, it has been rough. Yeah. You know, and, and again, like I said, I was like, man, let's get on the podcast. Let's be positive. Let's have a great episode. But man, it has been rough. I yeah. Mean, and and <clears throat> I have managed to stay healthy, but today I think I'm a tanked. Yeah, you're you're crashing out a little bit. Yeah. Um, it is springtime and it's so beautiful to see all the trees budding and, and all the stuff, but I'm so like I'm looking at my yard and I'm like, man, I, I if I don't get on it, I might not make yard of the year. There is I saw um, the sign in someone else's yard. I was driving through. I'll be honest with you, I you know, I'm I'm gonna get out there today again, um, and work my butt off, but it yeah. you know, the, the yard is not looking like I would like it to look. I, well, I have to agree, Steve Trevino. Um, I got to I gotta get on it, <laughs> and I will recover. It's what I do. I will not give up. I will not quit. I will make it happen. We still have a lot of dead stuff out there from the freeze we got to get rid of. Yeah, um, and then we are working, you know, just to kind of give people, you know, I, I get so bummed, you know, when, when, when people go, hey, I saw you, I don't know if we've talked about this, but they uh-huh. go, hey, I saw you six months ago. I want to see you again. Is it the same show? Yeah. Right. And it's tough because the way my process works, the way my process works is, um, oh, what the heck? The way my process works is I film a special. Yeah. And then I start filtering out that material and then I start writing new material. Yes. Right. So then I start writing that new material I, and, and then I, I work on it, 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 do it, do it, do it, do it, add to it, add to it, um, fix it, put it in order and get it ready to film. And then once I get it ready to film, then I pretty much do that show exactly. Like I do it exactly the way 
Yes. That, that I wrote it so that, so that then when I film it, it's perfect. Right. Yes. So when people, when people come see me, it, it's only, it's one of those things where it's like, well, at what point in that process did you come? Right. Yeah. So like, like Des Moines, when I go to Des Moines, when I was in Des Moines last weekend, I'm basically showing them. And the cool part is I haven't been to Des Moines. Right. So right? they haven't seen an act. So they haven't years. seen any of it. Yeah. So I'm able to go there and go here's, and then they go, oh my God, this is all new material. Right. I haven't seen any of it. And I'm showing them the finished product or finish close to finished product of, of what I'm going to end up filming. Yeah. Right. But you also have those people that go, I saw you in Chicago when you were at the Vic, which was seven, eight months ago. Was it? It wasn't six even months that long, ago was or whatever it, it was. Yeah. And they go, oh, we. I, I go, oh, I go. I hope I didn't repeat a bunch. And they're like, no, no, no. We love it. We love it. It's great. Yeah. So it's it's hard because it depends on what part. And then the, and the shitty part is, well, like, I would I would like to have filmed that special three months ago. Right. Mm -hmm. I wish I could have filmed this special three months ago because I am ready to move on from it. But what people don't understand is I cannot move on from it and start writing new material because I will forget it. Because you don't write anything and it, down. No, but it's it, even if I don't write it down, it's not that I won't forget it. It's, it's that the it's, rhythm of it. I have to. Yep. I have to yeah. knock the dust back off of it. I can't just put it aside. Start working on new material. I need to film it, be done with it, and then go. So. Right now, I'm in this phase of, uh, do I want to be doing this material every single night, every single show? Not really, but I have to because I don't have a filming date yet. But wouldn't you also say that there's like there's an overlay process? Like when you say it depends when someone comes to see you, don't it takes a while to write it takes a, two, almost two years? And well, to write a new set, so it's not like one day it's the old stuff and the next day it's the new stuff. You're gradually taking move things it out, out right. as you're putting things in, so that there's a full, complete, funny hour. Right, like 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 the the story about that I'm doing right now about my dad's truck and raising kids, uh -huh. that story I've been telling for almost two and a half years now. Yeah. Because we just haven't been able to film it. Yeah. Right. And what it's about like, the fat sister and the spaghetti sandwich? That's all part of it. Yeah. You know, that's all part of it. So I do get bummed when people go. Has it go, been two years that you've been doing that joke? It doesn't seem like it. It's been two years and it's, and it's, it's frustrating because I don't know if that's right. I don't want people to come, um, I don't want coaches, I mean coaches, I don't want people to come to my show and always see the same thing. And and yeah. and usually that's not the case, right? I, um, so for example, when I film this show, yeah, then I will start filtering out bits. And for me, the first bit I will probably filter out is that truck dad bit. Yeah. Right? It's because a big chunk. it's a big chunk and I have been doing it for a long time. I will start writing more material, but leaving in the old stuff. And then over the two years, by the end of that two years, I now have a whole hour of brand new stuff. Right. So to those of you that, that love us, number one, thank you. But please understand that, that the way the process works for me. It morphs. It yeah. morphs. So for example, if you hear, I just filmed the special, know that when you see me, you might see some of the same stuff. However, you're going to see a looser Steve. I'm going to be a little looser with my material. I'm going to be a little, you know, going to the crowd a little bit. 
trying to come up with that next bit. Yeah. Right. And then again, we start the process over. Right. Right. But it is also frustrating when people go, I've already seen this. Well, first of all, I know comedians who have toured with the same act for 20 years. Yeah. Same exact act. Yeah. Yep. Same exact act for literally 20 years. I have been able to put out five one hour specials that are all different. Yeah. Right. They are the same family wife topic, but it's right. different, different stories, different things that have happened. Oh, they're all very you know, different. You know, because our life is different. Yeah. You know, and it's so crazy to me. Like, you know, when I look at, um, I speak wife, it's like, oh yeah, man, Renee did wreck my truck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's a. I remember when you started telling that joke, I was like, oh my God, can we just film it and be over and done with it so I don't have to hear this every weekend. But but it is a chronicle of my life. Yeah. Right? And, and, and our life. And sometimes, you know, I, I get frustrated when they come to me and go, oh, I saw this. Well, man, I'm sorry. It is hard. It is very difficult to write an hour of material. Yeah. It is difficult to write five minutes of material. It takes comedians anywhere from one to five years to write 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this, like, you know, a lot of people when they're working on something specifically, they hire a writer or writers, like, you know, they have multiple writers sort of helping them. But what you do is so personal and true to us that like the inspiration has got to come from you. But I also think that's why it resonates, right? I think it resonates because it is close to my sleeve because right. I lived it. Somebody else didn't write it. Somebody didn't come to me and go, man, I've got I have this, this premise for a joke. Yeah, I've got this great premise for a joke. What do you think? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, well, um, that happened to you, not me. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if I've ever told the story on stage, but um, when I was an opening act, I used to tell this story and it wasn't about me. It was just a funny story. Yeah. And it was just- Which one? Do I know it? It was a story and, and, and I don't, it's actually my cousin's story. So I don't want to put them on blast, but okay. my cousin's 16 years old. His parents tell him that he can spend the night at somebody's house mm -hmm. and he gets drunk He's 16 or 17. Yeah. He gets drunk, forgets that he's supposed to spend the night at somebody's house, walks in the house and catches his mom and dad having sex. Uh-huh. Right? Freaks out. Parents freak out. Bad deal. Right? Yeah. Years later, that cousin says, hey, dad, I got to know. Why would you 17 years later have another kid? And he goes, well... The night you <laughs> the night you surprised us, things that's how right. So surprise. then, yeah, surprise, right? You surprised us, and now we have a surprise, right? So because because of that, that cousin would go to his little brother and say, "You know, the reason you're here is because of me. Uh -huh. Like you wouldn't that's even funny. be here. That's you wouldn't funny. even be here if I didn't get drunk and scare mom and dad. Yeah, right. So." I thought that that was such a funny, funny story. Yeah. And I took it on stage. And then afterwards, people would be like, that's so cool that you have a brother 17 years younger than you. 
and I felt like a fraud. And yeah. I go, man, I don't like this feeling yeah. of, of I made it up. How come you don't feel like but, a fraud when you tell lies about me on stage? <laughs> Close up. <laughs> um, <laughs> what part? What part? Uh, Renee's line. Yeah. Why don't? Yeah, because you you were like, uh, well, there's a reason. <laughs> um, but but I I, I felt like um, a fraud, and then I, I at that I remember telling myself, I am no longer gonna tell stories on stage that aren't real to me. Yeah. Right. They they have to be real to me. Right. Right. So that's when when another milestone in my comedy career came for me was that okay now it's going to be honest yeah right and and there are comics that that write jokes about their family that aren't true or they write jokes they think something's funny so they just they just do it go off and that's okay right i like comics like that as well yeah right so people just don't realize how hard it is to write a joke. Yeah. A good one. They don't realize how much time and effort it takes. Thought goes into right. crafting a punchline. <clears throat> and and on the same note, there's so many comics that have been at it for five to seven years. Yeah. And they, they don't they go, Man, you know, my career's not progressing. You're not treating it like a job. You're not sitting down and going, I have to create an act. Yeah. You know, we were even talking about last night, um, just (coughs) the crafting a bit and how there are so many different ways to do it. And different comics have different comedic styles um, for how they choose to tell a joke. Well, we were talking about that because of Chris Rock, right? You know, Renee and I stayed up last night watching the new Chris Rock special and I, I, I don't watch any stand up. You don't. I was so you actually fell asleep. You were snoring through the second half, but I funny enough, I stayed up and finished watching the whole thing. But you know, when it's somebody like Chris Rock, who to me is is so prolific, you yeah. know. Uh, I wanted to see what he had to say, right? Because he is he is a like Dave Chappelle, um, like George Carlin was, like Robin William was, these are these are national treasures. They are no longer yeah. Just stand-up comedians. They are people that the entire world knows, right? Yeah. So I'll watch those guys. Well, right? funny enough, so part of what you snored through last night, you fell asleep, you missed. He talks about um, raising privileged, spoiled children, which is something you're talking about right now, but for him, it's his two daughters. Right. Uh, it wasn't nothing that I, like, like mine, was it? Um... I, no, I mean, you tell stories very specifically about Garrett, and he actually tells a story about his daughter getting in trouble on a field trip in Portugal because she goes to some hoity-toity school and their senior trip or whatever is in, you know, in Portugal and getting kicked out of the fancy school and having to like apply for other schools and right. how he dealt with that, hired lawyers, all of that. So it's a very different story. Very different. But the premise- Well, my son is privileged, but it sounds like his kids are <laughs> fucking privileged, right? Um, but but the same idea of he identifies as broke and here he has these two very privileged daughters. But I but I always I always talk about and if you notice and and Rick's going to love this. Chris Rock 
formula for telling jokes is the lowest form of joke telling his formula however when you say lowest form that the sounds easiest. like you're dis- discrediting how let, let me finish yeah okay. it's the easiest way to tell a joke yes however his thoughts are what are so prolific yeah his thoughts and the the joke that he's telling mm-hmm. is brilliant. You're talking about the simplicity of his style. Of his style, right? To. And if you notice the way Chris Rock writes jokes, he will tell you the premise. Yeah. Right? So going yeah. back to some of his other famous specials where he will say, there's a difference between rich and broke, or rich and wealthy. He will tell you that. That's the premise. Yeah. Then he will give you the example. Mm-hmm. Right, that you know, Shaquille O'Neal is is rich. The person who pays him is wealthy. Yeah. Then he'll do probably two more examples. Then he'll do a that's like. Right, that's like this versus this. Yeah. Right, but the thought of making you thought provoking idea of, oh wow. I've never thought about that. Here's an example, but think about it this way. Think about the yeah. fact that we consider Shaquille O'Neal to be rich. We've never even considered the people that pay him. Yeah. Right? $5,000 a bullet, then people will think twice about um, shooting somebody. Right? Then example, example, example. So the way that he tells jokes is very simple. Yeah. However, the thoughts are brilliant. Does that make sense, Rick? 100%, yes. You know, and, and, and people, that's what I tell but you. people say that about you because people think you just get up there and tell stories. They're like, oh, he's just <coughs> telling a story, something that happened at home. He's just getting up there and telling it. They have no idea how that joke is crafted and worked on before you say well, it. Well, how complex the story is. And how much you've exaggerated to make it even funnier. I know, because <laughs> baby, you... <laughs> It's my fault that we went over budget. Um, the way I tell the story is complex. The topic of the story is very simple. Yeah. Right? The way I'm able to bring the funny out of taking the trash situation. out. Yeah. Right? And, and the, the observation of this is how our dynamic is. And I, I always go back to my love for psychology. Yeah. I read psychology books. I understand the human psychology. I love human psychology. The psychology of my joke, to me, in mm-hmm. my opinion, is I dive into that. Yeah. I dive into the psychology of our dynamic, specifically our dynamic. And I, and I used to think, and I've learned better, I used to think that it was, oh, this is male and female. And it's not. No, it's two different personalities. That's what it is. It is the two different personalities. Yes, there are things that inherently women's personality lean to, Uh right? But over time, I've learned when people come up to me and go, or a woman will come to me and go, I'm you and he's your wife. Yeah, he's the Captain Evil. You know, so the psychology of it is our dynamic. Uh And then I take it to them and then they go, oh my God, that's so you. Yeah. Or that's so you, right? I'm doing the whole joke about the containers right now, right? And yes. it's like, I love when women come and go, oh my God, he's a container guy. 
<laughs> he puts everything in a fucking container and there's containers everywhere. That's him, yeah. right? So it is a personality type, but I, I thought the Chris Rock special was very, very good. Again. You're going to have to watch the second half of it. I don't know if you saw the intro. We did. We watched yes, it twice. Yeah. The intro was beautiful. Mm -hmm. There's a second, a fucking second and a half. Yeah. Where he's pinning a card on the board. There's a second. So that's how we used to do TV shows. I don't remember the. We used to the remember, and, and when we've written movies before, we yeah, take the index the cards, cards and we, yeah, we yeah. put it out. So you see Chris Rock. Oh, when he's like beating he, out the set. He yeah. pins. He pins a card on the board. Uh -huh. That's all written out, right? So I would assume Chris Rock says, "Okay." I'm going to talk about um, getting slapped at the Oscars, which he talks about. Yeah. I think he would put getting slapped on a card, put that card up there as, I want this to be in the middle. And then he puts cards underneath it as to, okay, what are the jokes within that yeah. topic, right? Mm -hmm. And then he builds it out. So then when you look at these comedians who are six, seven, eight, you know, sometimes 10 years in, and you go, here's Chris Rock one of the greatest comedians of all time, fucking writing, yeah, mapping it out, working on it. You know, when I have Brian Hart with me on the road and we're sitting down after the show and we're freaking writing, man, and we're figuring it out and yeah. we're going, well, get rid of this, get rid of that, try this, what about this joke here, right? And we're fucking diving in. And sometimes it. it's not that a joke itself, standalone, is not good or funny, but it the overall arc of whatever that hour is, sometimes it just doesn't fit. Well, uh, right. Uh, and for me, my process started when I got my first special for Showtime. Yeah. I had been touring for 15 years already. I did that. And then I remember looking at it going, it should have, it should have and could have been better. Yeah. So then when I did Relatable, and at that time I was on the road with two comedians that were my opening acts, I, I solicited their advice and said, hey, help me make this better. Right. So then they made it better, but then I looked at it and I go, I still didn't work as hard as I should have. Yeah. So then by the time we did Till Death, my work ethic and my effort towards the set got better. Yeah. Right. And then now. Now you really have honed in on what your process is to prepare for a special for sure. And, and, and there's so much that goes behind that preparation. Yeah. Right. So much writing, so much working, so much stage time, so much uh, experimental. That's, and I think that there's audience that love, and, and I'm, I'm, I would like to know Rick's opinion. I think there's audience that, audiences that love to see the process. Uh -huh. And they think that's fun and funny. Yeah. But then I also think there's a whole separate audience that goes, just give me the fucking badass set. Yeah. No, no, there's definitely people who like, you could go and tell a joke a second time and tweak it. And they think that's the coolest thing. Yeah. And, and they go, oh my gosh, like, you know, when you, when I first saw you eight months ago, you, you barely were talking about this and now it's a whole thing. Right. So, yeah. uh, Rick, which, which do you prefer or do you prefer both? Do, do you like to see do you like to see the process over time or do you prefer to like catch a moment of somebody and then later on seeing that special and going 
oh, I remember when he just was mentioning that little joke and now it's a whole thing. Uh, I do like that. I do like to see the progression, but I like to see the polished and then go back and see it. Oh, interesting. Sense. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, that's interesting because, but I do think that there is, is people who go, just give me the finished product. Well, no, because you'll have people who will say, like, especially around when you release a special, I feel like we get this question a lot, is, um, do I want to watch the special? I have tickets to go see you in a month or two live, and I don't want to see the special because I, I don't, I don't want to have that to compare the live show to. And I just always think that's interesting because, in my opinion, they're you know very different, completely well, different things. that's what's been so fun about the tour this year is I am going to markets that I haven't been to in forever. Yeah. Right. So Des Moines, um, where were we at the week before that? Oh, that was Helicopters for Heroes. Um, but Des Moines, I'm in Columbus this weekend. They're going to see a whole new hour that they've never seen before. Yeah. I've been there in two years. I mean, you right? have markets coming up on the East Coast that you've never done, like Mash and Tucket, Connecticut. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing with Canton. <laughs> I'm doing um, Green Bay. So yeah. that's what's so great about this year is that I'm going to all these markets that I've never been before Yeah. and doing a set that they've never seen. So that gets me excited too to go, man, you guys are getting to see this finished product that everybody else have has seen. Yeah. Right? So then once we film it, boom, let's start over. Right? Yeah. And and now Russell Peters, that guy's brave. He will literally dump everything. All at once? Well, I mean, I think that's like the clean way to do it, right? That way you know it's filmed, people are seeing, and you're taking... There's the the reverse, I feel like what a lot of other comics do is they film it and then they take that set on the road, right? Once it's completed and done. Yep. Um, but I can see how creatively that can get boring. And I've and we've always talked about it too, and, and I think Rick has actually brought it up, like like maybe filming a greatest hits. Right? Maybe going back and going, Okay, what's the best bit from um I like Showtime the nutty special? Buddy. Right. What's the best bit from Relatable? Yeah. What's the best bit from um, Till Death? That would What's be fun. What's the best bit from I Speak Wife? Right. I feel like that would be fun to do. I, I think so the too. Auctioneer, like, see, you're so good when you do the auctioneer. That's so good. You know, because we want to call the special um, Simple Man, is yeah. what we want to call this next special, Steve Trevino's Simple Man, right? Because, and it's so fucking complicated because people are gonna go like, really, dude, you're simple. Yes, I'm a very simple man and, and I do want to live a, a simple life. Yeah. Right? Which is why we live in Texas, which is why we don't live around the industry, which is why most of our friends are not in the business. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and I think Rick would agree that, uh, you know, when you're, when you're in the business and you hang out with people in the business and all you ever talk about is the business. Yeah. And that, that shit wears on you, man. You know, and, and this community that we've built here of people not in the business it, it has just been wonderful. You know, yeah. Garrett's been sick and every baseball mom and every baseball dad, how's Garrett doing? God, we missed the guy on Sunday and we love him. And please, <clears throat> please let him know that we're thinking about him and we're praying about him and, you know, yeah. all that good stuff. So, you know, I like the, the title Simple Man, especially because I am talking about my father and, and growing up and my mother and... And, and also talking about how I grew up, how it was a simpler time. Yeah. You know, it was slower. It was more simple. Yeah. There was not as much. It's a truck bit. 
Yep, the Trump man, yeah. simple man, right? So one of the things we're going to do, and, and I probably shouldn't even say anything, but I'm, I'm me and I don't give a fuck. So um, the reason we call it Simple Man is because this special in particular, I want to dedicate the show, of course, to the veterans, but to the hardworking people of the world. Yeah. The people that do the really hard jobs and nobody says thank you. So what we're going to do with you guys is we're going to ask you to submit pictures of you and your spouse at work. And then at the end of the special, we're hoping to gather thousands and thousands of pictures from you guys. And then when the credits roll, we're going to have those pictures back everyday there, working everyday working people. And just to let them know that, man, I think about you, I appreciate yeah. you and I perform for you. Yeah. I'm, I am your entertainment on the weekends after you have worked your ass off as a nurse as a garbage man, as a janitor, as a teacher, as a whatever. Yeah. I am I am your entertainment. And the reason I get to do what I do for a living is because of your hard work. Here's an, a homage to you. Yeah. So that is the plan for the next special Simple Man. And and we, we really hope uh, to pull that off soon. Yeah. You know, but... I, I did most of the talking. I tried to carry the weight. I'm sorry. I like, I have the little shivers. I know. I, know. I appreciate it. I am. Um, You're not feeling well. I'm, I tried to, I tried to hang in there with you. And well, sometimes I would feel my eyes. Like, no, baby, maybe, maybe you don't go to your hair appointment yeah. today. You know, maybe you yeah. take the break on the hair appointment. What do you think? I don't know. A girl got to get her hair did. <laughs> You're not that sick, apparently. <laughs> apparently, know. you're not that sick. Um, we do have to thank our sponsors, Pick Cherries. That's the best way to cancel somebody. Um, <laughs> you're going to quit saying that. We don't want that to be their slogan. It is share podcasts like never before, Pick Cherries. Um, and then Old Salt Coffee, the most delicious coffee in the world. Yes. I think I'm going to have yeah. another cup of coffee. So I'm gonna oh, yeah. Oh, then of course, Aztec Chevrolet. God bless them. We love them so much. They're amazing to us. I'm so happy in the vehicle that I got, but freaking hellstorm within two weeks of me having the vehicle and I have dents in my new vehicle. So we're going to get that fixed. But um, I do want to mention something. So Portland, Texas. Yes. Gregory, Portland, where we grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, will always have a special place in my heart and it is home. And, and <clears throat> I do like to stay involved in Portland. I still have family. and Yeah. My great, great, great grandmother was born on that dirt. So it is always uh, the Trevino home and your home as well. Well, years ago, my dad was a part of the VFW post there. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, that VFW post was actually taken away from them. And I don't know what happened. Don't care. I have spent the past few years tracking down the right people to get it reinstated. So that is my project um, for the next few months. Yes, of course, we're going to continue raising money for Helicopters for Heroes, but I'm going to try to focus on opening the VFW post in Portland, Texas for those veterans that yeah. need that sense of community, that need that sense of, of um, camaraderie. Right now there's a yeah. group of them that meets at McDonald's for breakfast, the old, right? Yeah, the old, the old timers, a... yep. So that's what we're working on, guys, and, and I'm very excited. So I will be running my mouth um, about that and what we're doing in, in Portland, Texas too. And, and it's just a lame thing to do, but, uh, I like being lame. So we love you guys. Captain Evil, you look beautiful as always. Thank you. And we will, guide, we will see you soon. Thank you.